Dish from Waitrose is an SE Creative Studio production. Clarence Court is home to Britain's widest collection of free-range eggs since 1928. Our traditional heritage birds produce a distinctively rich and iconic yolk that takes home cooking from the ordinary to the extraordinary. Loved by chefs and favoured by foodies, each shell is stamped with its own royal crown. It's time for you to discover the wonderful world of fabulous eggs by fabulous birds. Clarence Court. This podcast may contain some strong language and adult themes. Hello and welcome to Dish from Waitrose. I'm Nick Grimshaw. And I'm Angela Hartnett. Oh, hi, Angela Hartnett. Hello, Nicholas Grimshaw. You just read me then. Read you, yeah, what do you mean? Like looked me up and down, commented on the glasses, commented on my shirt. Well, one, this is the first time that you've actually worn glasses. I've never worn my glasses. Never. You've worn glasses, but I honestly, you want the truth? Yeah. You, can you handle the truth? I can handle the truth. I thought they were always a vanity thing. What, like fake glasses? Yeah. No, I'm blind. Can't yeah, I didn't out. know you wore contact lenses. I wear contacts every day, oh. yeah. Yeah, so I've run out of contact lenses, so I've had to wear my glasses. Do they suit you? And also, I feel like they cover, like, crow's feet. Okay. Do you know what I mean? They yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah, like, a little bit, sort of little take bit. the edge off of uh, reality. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, hey, dead excited today because our guest today is a friend of mine. Yes. And also, I feel like a friend of the nation. Oh, yes. I feel like the country loves our guest today, Sarah Cox star of Radio 2, is going to be joining us for a bit of food this morning. Have you met Sarah Cox before? Never met Sarah Sarah Cox. Cox. No, no. She's really fab. She was one of the reasons why I thought I could do radio. Yeah. Because Sarah Cox was on The Breakfast Show on Radio 1 in like 2000, I think she started, or like 1999. You talk about that in your book, though. Yeah, I remember that was that, when yeah. I was like going to college. So it was like when I was out of school and when you're like 15, 16 and you're trying to figure out what you wanted to do. Yeah. And then when I had someone like Sarah, who was like Northern, on Radio 1, I was like, oh, she sounds yeah. a bit like... Me. Me, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I really relate to. I really loved her. On, but on also, the radio. you think about it. What is she? Nearly over twenty-five years on radio. It's quite incredible. Oh my Spanning god! Yeah. Time. Yeah, and she's brilliant. She's she so good on Drive Time on Radio Two. She like you. She just chats away. We right. just chat nonsensical. So she is here to talk about Radio Two, of course. But also, she's got a telly show called Between the Covers. Yep. Which is on BBC Two, and it's like a book show. It's sort of bring your own book, and you go on, and everyone like brings a book, sort of you know. So they they pair it with a cocktail as. Well. Wow, so it's quite chic. Very chic. Very chic. Much like yeah. Dish, the podcast. Yeah. So Have they asked you to go on it? Because they've asked me to no. go on it. No. But I can't go on it because you've got to read four books. But where, how much notice do they give you? Well, about a month. I can't Hold read. Hold on, no. do they tell you what books to read? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So you've got to read the books. But I, well, it's autumn now. Yeah. I've been reading a book since Christmas. <laughs> because I can't... I can't believe that people can just sit down and read a book. Oh, you see, without reading a book and being like, "Look at me, I'm reading a book." <laughs> like I can't believe it. I'm like, when? Because when I do it at night, fall asleep, yeah, tired, and then can't do it in the day. Do you not do it on holiday? That's the only time I do it. But so don't... I read it a bit Christmas when I was off, yeah, a bit when I went on holiday for Remy's birthday in Rome, and then a bit when I went on but holiday. What about in Rome. when you like go on a tube or something? No, You're like, on your phone. I'm on my, I like to listen to music. Okay, right. But you can listen yeah. to music and read a book. No, I can't. Can't you? No. Oh, okay. No, I can't. No, I can't. I can't. I bet you sit on your phone doing nothing. 
I mean, you're not doing nothing, but you're on your phone, Instagramming, that TikToking is true. now. That is true. So that is no different from reading a book. That it's is the true. same amount of time. So don't tell me it's work. It's no, you're on that it's phone work. the whole time. I enjoy it. Well, I'm a TikToker now. I heard. What possessed you to become a TikToker? Um, my book publisher. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, Sarah Cox is going to be with us very soon. But before we get Sarah in for a bit of a chat, we've had a message from Darren and Maggie. They say, hi from Seattle. I love that people listen. All around the all world. All around the world. Love it. My wife Maggie and I love the podcast and we listen to it each week. We have a question for Angela. Mm-hmm. We're expecting our first child in November. We'd love to cook meals for us in advance and keep them in the freezer. We want them to be nutritious, no pork or beef. Does Angela have any suggestions on meals we could prepare in advance? So they could make a job lot of it, whack it in the freezer. Then when they've got to go to work and give the baby a bath and change its nappy and stop it crying, they can just get it out. Defrost and do it. Curries are good. Yes. Don't they get better as well? Because they're sort yeah, of... Yeah, mature, the flavour yeah. and stuff. I think curry's good. Fish pies, stews, I think, are great. Mm-hmm. Soups, That's pasta good. sauces. They could mm-hmm. do some great tomato sauces, puttanescas, all that sort of stuff in the freezer. And do you ever do that? I always freeze leftovers. If I've made, like, um, a load of tomato sauce and we haven't used it, I'll freeze the tomato mm. sauce. Make the fatal mistake of not actually labelling stuff. Oh, so it's that surprise So thing. it's surprise. So when I finally defrost, then I have what I call a freezer party. Oh, that's Where well. I say to neighbours or friends or relatives, I've emptied the freezer, it's... You know, like pick a mix. Oh my God, let's, let's see, see what's, what's in the freezer. On. And then we cook whatever's there and we all have a little sort of buffet oh, style. Oh, that's Next time fun. I do one, I'll, I'll, I'll come ask round. You. Yeah, you can come to mine, yeah. maybe I'll have one. Yeah, yeah. So there you go, Darren and Maggie. You heard it. Pies, curries, broths, soups, pasta sauces. Anything. Should we yeah. get Sarah in? Let's welcome our guest. And sometimes when we do dish, we record in the mornings. And today is... One of those days. So it does feel a little bit special, I think, when we do a, a morning record. Almost like it's like a bit breaking the rules. Do you know what I mean? Like a <laughs> bottle of wine at 11am. Uh, made even more special by our guest, someone who I feel knows a lot about making the most of a morning and also breaking the rules, or at least bending them a little bit. It is the brilliant Sarah Cox, everybody. <laughs> Hi, Sarah Cox. I'm clapping at you two, yeah, not at myself. Not yourself. Go <laughs> <laughs> <Got> me. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks. Yes. It's lovely to be here. I'm excited. Um, it does is... feel like sort of straight through crew that we're, you know, there's some wine there. There is a wine. And it's yeah. 11 a.m. It looks quite threatening in the morning, the way that it is as well. It's like tying us up. We need to it? pop a carnation in the top and let's pretend it's not got yeah. wine in it. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Now, we have to talk about food before we get into the life and times of Sarah Cox. It is a food yes. podcast. But there is some stuff that we found out about you, Sarah, that we really want to talk about when it comes to food. You have described previously northern food as being not better, but sort of more substantial, sturdier. Yes. Do I stand by that statement? Do you stand by that? Possibly, I think so. Things often involve a crust, Mm -hmm. uh, something mashed. Yes. All loosened up with gravy mm-hmm. to help it slide so down. So are you chips and gravy? Oh, I'm chips and gravy all day long. And I know it's a cliche, but I just think it's delicious. It proper delicious. chips and gravy from a yeah. proper chippy. Loads of vinegar, a bit of salt. Yeah, I like so much that it makes you cough. 
Yes. Having you open it. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. As you that inhale really it. makes you cough yeah. a little bit. You know, when you're little and you're trying to reenact adverts, mm. I really choked myself once because I took <laughs> the gold foil off a jar of instant coffee and went. Yeah. <laughs> and, and all the powder went up my nose. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what a way to go under a pile of Mella birds. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I think they used to do it on an advert, yeah, didn't they? On that posh, yeah, for posh coffee. But the vinegary cough, yeah, yeah cough. Yeah. Very like that, nice. Like and if that. I'm up north, if I go up to Bolton, no. I have to have it. You've got to have it. It's cultural. Yeah. I remember someone at my school, Neil, had chips and curry sauce. <laughs> And when I went home and like said I'd been to his house and he'd had curry sauce and his chips, my mum was like, no, I didn't like that kid. <laughs> and it was like a shock. And I remember like my mum and dad being like, curry sauce and chips. And it, like, it was a big, it was a big, it was a big divider. With Dare yeah, I say yeah. mayonnaise or is that going too soft? Oh, something? Angela, don't. Oh, we're something. not sorry. We're not in Belgium, Angela, are we? We're in Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> Bolton, not Brussels. <laughs> Was food important in your house when you were growing up? Yeah, my mum's a really good cook and she batch cooks quite well, a bit. Well, there are lots of you. You have lots of brothers and sisters. Yeah, I'm the youngest of five. Oh, wow. Up until I was sort of seven, we were on a farm and that's where my dad still is now, on a beef farm. When we were at the farm, it was very much like a, a broth. My mum made a great mm. broth with yeah. a, a whopping like ham shank in there mm. uh, and lots of like the soup mix, you yeah. know, and the... The peas, would it yeah. be like marrow fat yeah, peas exactly, that are dry, yeah. the dried peas yeah. and all that. Mm. And a mountain of veg, so sweet, turnip, carrot, mm. onion. And I still make that now. And she gave me a broth pan, which you could bath an oh. Alsatian in. <laughs> it's mahoosive. And I make that now. Nobody really likes it. But no. no. Oh, no. The kids are getting a... Oh, I love that reaction. There's oh. <laughs> tears. We'd uh, like it. The kids are getting a bit better, actually, with it now, but I think it's a bit of a sympathy munch. All right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're like, mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> In a potted plant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there was broth and things like that. But at the farm, if it was like haymaking, there'd be like piles of like ham butties. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> piles of hay that we yeah. all like to eat. <laughs> and my mum always does the joke, like, what sandwich do you want? And she'll go, I'll have an do 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 that's one of my mum's top jokes uh, oh, so and then mum got quite busy with work so there were some recipes that i thought had been handed down for generations and when i asked her for the recipe she was like oh it's a packet mix yeah <laughs> you're like what? i'd be like mother i'm ready pass down your knowledge of your chili con carne or whatever or beef in red wine stuff i'm a woman now tell me the secret and she was like yeah, it's a coleman's <laughs> Sarah, you love some pickles, don't you? I love, yes. Yeah. Savory, salty pickled mm. things. What do you like pickled best? Um, my favourite pickle thing's cockles. Oh, is it? Oh, jar of cockles. Ooh, I've never I try had a not jar of to cockles. think, don't they like hang around sewage pipes and that? I try and yeah. block that out of my mind. <laughs> Get rid of it. Well, we've put a little cornishan out for you if you fancy a cornishan at 11.14am. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? I love a pickled shallot. Yeah, love that, or a pickled nice. onion. Love yeah, that. Yeah. Remind me of my dad. Oh, he always nice. loved a pickled onion. What would he have pickled onions on the side with? Just on a plate. Oh, just, yeah, just a plate of pickled onions like that. Very nice. Yeah. Like a bit of kimchi as well, because mm. I was 
Um, I love a bit of kimchi. Modelled in the fashion capital of the world, Seoul. Mm. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> a bit mm. of kimchi over there. Mm. Didn't appreciate it, of course, because I was 19 and I just wanted a Big Mac. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, what's this? Beef bulgogi. Don't like that. How long were you in Seoul? Five months in total, but oh, over, wow. two, over two trips. So oh, I think wow. it was like three months and two months. Mad. When I was 19, and I you're know. you 19. Yeah, my mum signed the forms. She was like, get her out of there. Get her out, get her out of Get her there. off my sofa watching neighbours doing her nails because mm. she's a model. <laughs> <laughs> and she can't wipe up and put the dishes away because her nails are drying because she's a model. She's a model, can't yeah. do that. Lay above the pub mm. where we lived at the time, mum working her bits off mm. and me like, hey, 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 mm. my nails. <laughs> did you want to model Like, did you when you were younger or did it happen by accident? It happened by accident. I wanted to not go to university. Right. Because my sister was there mm. and she was like, we're so poor, eight of us are sharing a potato. And I was like, oh, that sounds rubbish. So I just really wanted to avoid university as long as possible. And then I got scouted in Paris to be a model, oh. which sounds great. It does sound it very glam, that? yeah. Didn't yeah. feel it at the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what did someone like, come up and be like? Ever thought about modelling? Yeah, like, oh. yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, in a shop, you got a great look and all that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then it all just went from there. Yeah, and then I ended up at Manchester Model Agency, uh-huh. MMA with Mavis. <gasps> Don't know if she's still going. Uh-huh. She was lovely, very blonde, very uh-huh. glamorous. And um, she used to tell us not to sleep with two pillows or you'd get a wrinkly neck. Oh. She was right. What else did she teach you? (laughs) I need the Mavis modelling tips. One pillow. Yeah, I think that was it. And then be born gorgeous. Yeah, that that was it. That's the other option. And out you go. Good luck. Wow, Ange, this looks really good. You like that? Really nice. We've got like a watermelon salad here with a nice bit of... Well, really nice bit of sort of char Crispy skin. Crispy skinned mackerel. Gorgeous. So what is this called, Ange? So what have we got? we got mackerel watermelon rojack. And Ooh. it's by this fantastic chef in London, Ravinda Bogle, who's a great mate of mine. And it's basically assembly of watermelon, green beans, cucumber, and you make this fabulous dressing. And it's this lovely, a rojak is basically assembly of fruit and vegetables. And oh, it's okay. from the Java region in India. And that's what it means. So there's spicer, there's chili there. And we make oh. this fab dressing, which is all those sort of flavors. You, you know, you were talking about going out to Korea and at places like that. It's that sweet and sourness you yes. get with a lot of Asian mm. food. Delicious. So that's the fish sauce, the tamarind. You've got a bit of sugar in there, loads of chili, loads of garlic. Wow. And then crispy onions and some cashews on top. That is seriously, seriously tasty, that. You're being very nice, lovely. Mm. That is banging. <laughs> I love a little crispy onion. Is that a bit of mint in there? Mint as well, as well coriander. With the water. And there's a bit of extra dressing there if you want something. Oh, I love it. Bon appetit. <laughs> That is delicious. That is like a, a proper explosion Ooh, in yeah. your mouth. That, that's I like every flavour's going on, isn't it? And I know we're sort of end of sort of autumn and watermelon's not the season, but you can get it when it is as it is. You can pickle it all. You know, you were talking about vinegars yeah. earlier on. And one thing they do out in Asia, and friends of mine do it, well, our mate Lee from Black Axe Mangal, oh, yeah. he all pickle the skin. Which oh, you would wow. never think to do. Everyone always throws it away, but actually you can pickle it and it's lovely, crunchy sort of thing. Oh, wow. And this, we've got it with mackerel. This would be delicious with pork. Oh, it, it really would absolutely would sort of a low, really slow roasted pork shoulder with all that fat with this spice. It'd be great. Mm. Oh, gorgeous. It feels oh, kind of light as well, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it does. If you want to try the mackerel with watermelon rojak, which you should, because a taste sensation. 
My mouth's watering now. <laughs> if you want to try it, then all of the ingredients used in today's show are available from your local Waitrose and online. If you, you know, if you're like, I ain't going to the shop, you can order it online. Uh, and you can get the recipe at waitrose.com forward slash dish recipes. And what wine are we doing? Oh, and the wine. We're not actually going to have a wine today because... It's 11 o'clock on a Tuesday and we got stuff to do. However, if you are listening to this and you're like, I'm going to have that for my tea tonight, then we suggest you pair it with a Gigao Cote de Rhone rosé. Mm, Love a rosé. Bit of a mouthful, but perfect with this. Really round and rich with a bright sort of fruity note of strawberry, cherry, white peach, followed by hints of melon and citrus as well. Really good with the grilled fish. Should I try it just for... Try it for the... <laughs> Does it work with the mackerel? It really does. Perfect, actually. So there we go. Try it with the Gigo Cote de Rhone Rosé. You can get that at Waitrose too. And online. Perfect. So do you cook a lot? Because you're living out in the countryside. You've got all the kids and everything. Is that you doing all the cooking or is it hubby or what? Well, I'm not out in the countryside, actually. I'm in really North London. I might have given the impression that I'm in the countryside because I've got a horse. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So the horse is half an hour away. Right, OK. So got we on. live North London. I don't cook in the evenings much because I'm on air four till seven. Sure. So the kids need to eat really yeah. before I get back. Yeah. So husband cooks. Because I can't cook, so I'm on air at dinner time. I will cook at weekends if I mm. knock something up. Nothing to do with food. I know it's a food podcast. Who yeah. rides the horse every day? Do you do that in the morning? Four days a week. Wow. I ride. She's beautiful. She's called Nellie. She's an Irish sports horse. Right. And I'll have, I'll have had her three years on October 31st. She arrived on Halloween. <laughs> she flew. In. Did you ride <laughs> as a child then? Sorry, um, did you ride as a child? Yeah. Is that where it's all come? Yeah, okay. so yeah. I just had a little fat farm ponies when I yeah. was little. And then during COVID, I lost a couple of people close to me. And I thought, life is really short. Mm. You need to, like, what am I waiting for? If not, no, when am I going to get a horse again? And put in that missing piece of the jigsaw. Mm -hmm. What do you do, like, just get up in the morning and head yeah. over there and just have a Load bit of, the like... dogs up, yeah. Oh, and you go with the dogs to shoot the dogs? Got to take three dogs with me, because I'm not allowed to leave them at home. <laughs> when I got the third dog, which was a little rescue called Pip, my husband went, you can't go riding, I'm working, what are you going to do with that puppy? And I went... I'm going to take the puppy with me, obviously. obviously. That was always the plan. <laughs> um, so I take all three and the two little ones chill. The big one, the, the flat coat retriever, comes alongside as I ride out yeah. in the fields and she'll wait and she'll stop and she'll take command while I'm in the saddle. It's amazing. And I poodle up the M1. A lot of audio books on the go mm -hmm. with the bookshop. Of so course. That's... Like, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. See that? That's where she gets the big box. Leading us into the brand new series <laughs> of Between, Between the, the Covers. <laughs> um, so back for its seventh mm. series. Incredible. Wow. Incredible. It's like Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> <laughs> and an exciting night takeaway. We were talking at the start saying, I have been asked to be on it. And when I've been asked to come on, they're like, yeah, can you read these four books by next month? I'm like, I can't read four, I can't read four books in a yeah. year. Like, yeah. my attention span books, is terrible. Nick. Oh, two? Yes. Oh, I could do two. You could do in a two. Year. Oh, but you, in a year. You might have like a month. Come on. Oh, God, don't we, if what could. if one's he an audio book? He could, he could. Yeah, you I was going to say, is that you do it audio? 
Well, I listen to lots of audiobooks. We've got a book a backlist yes. is six of our books and then six brand new ones. Yeah. So the brand new ones aren't out on Who audiobook chooses yet, them? obviously. Well, people, publishers send them in. It's done by witchcraft and magic, basically. Right. Uh, Cactus, uh, Amanda Ross, and she really knows her books. She yeah. started off the Richard and Judy Book Club all those years ago. So her and her team read so many do books. Do you do cookbooks? <laughs> All I remember is when I first did my first cookbook, everyone was saying to me, if Richard and Judy do that, you've that's it, you're yeah, number you one in Amazon. Because that's what you say, Amanda yeah. and the influence. So it yeah. must really influence a new you publisher. You could have just transferred a few stickers when you were in the bookshop. Yeah. Yeah. Your... Richard and Judy love it. There's you with the kettle yeah. trying to steam off the stickers. <laughs> <laughs> For my next book. Rich yeah. and Judy love it. Oh my God. And did you always read like when you were growing up? Because I loved reading when I was younger and I've sort of grown out of it, which I, I'm not saying in a flippant way. It's one of the things I don't like about myself is how I can't sit and read. But were you always... Well, a... Luckily, that's a short list of things you don't like about yourself at all because you're a lovely man yeah but are you, were you always a reader Sarah did you always love books yeah I always loved mm. books but like you other things can distract yeah. you from reading mm. like you know doing doing your waitress online shop and yeah, things like that that's right so you have to make time to read but also it shouldn't be a chore, but also it shouldn't be too much of an indulgence. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't be like, oh, I'm being lazy because I'm laying on the couch with yeah. a brew reading. Mm. Because I think it's a really good use of your time yeah, because course. it's good for your mental health. Yeah. It's mm. good for you to just not be looking at a screen and to escape off into another mm. world. Mm. And audiobooks are fantastic. And since doing Between the Covers, got into audiobooks. And also, get this, I'm like a three-book gal. Now, I'm quite tarty with my reading. I've got yeah. three oh, on the between. go. Oh, yeah. okay. I have an audiobook. I'll have a little autobiography on the go, yeah. then a historical novel. Oh. And it's actually really nice because it depends on your mood. It's like food. A bit of mackerel and watermelon or egg and chips. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on your mood. You can have a mix. Are you a reader, Ange? A bit like you. We all did it when I was younger. And I've determined the last 18 months to get back into it. Yeah. And I've forced myself to do it because basically I go to bed with headphones and a phone. Yeah. And I've, I've banned that now. Now and got back into it. And then on holiday this year, it was brilliant. I was just reading the whole time. I loved yeah. it. I Amazing. can't even do it like when I went on holiday this year. If I hear like even like a pigeon coo, mm. I'm out of it. No. I yeah. need like a silence. So when I was on holiday with like all my family, yeah. I was like, everyone needs to shut up. Yeah, you're like, silence! Shut up! Don't splash! <laughs> like I can't, I've got yeah. like, but it's quite embarrassing. I have to read with a pen yeah. and tick off the paragraph because I find it so overwhelming being like a oh, big bloody book next to my bed but if I look at it and I've ticked off all the chapters I'm like oh yeah. I've read that much so I can carry on I'm gonna I, I've You've got, got to. a crack I've got to force yeah. myself through it agree no, to go on no, and then yeah maybe yeah, I need yeah, to agree to because Annie's coming on there you yeah. go this series yeah but she's a reader and a writer. I know, but you're a writer. But not a reader. But not a reader. <laughs> Make sure you watch it. BBC Two, 7pm from November the 6th. Sarah, as well as books, let's talk about the radio, please. Yeah. Oh, now, we, we talked briefly about you when you were younger doing your modelings. How did you make the transition to doing the radio? <laughs> well, I stopped off en route uh, to call people wankers on the telly. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> on the girly show. Uh -huh. so that I was... loved the girly show. Oh, I mean, it was... 
I mean, I do sometimes joke that it's a late night political discussion show. It Don't was. Google it. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't. It was post-pub <laughs> silliness and yeah. raucous mm-hmm. and quite wild and fun. I mean, it was great fun to do. And I wouldn't be sitting here now with you two legends eating mackerel <laughs> if it wasn't for the girly show. So I'm thoroughly <coughs> grateful to it. And, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. It and was, did they approach you and say, do you want to come on the telly? Well, it was through a modelling. Uh, so they were obviously after experience presenters uh-huh. uh, they came to a model agency <laughs> in Manchester <laughs> and I went last everybody went pootling out and you had to do a piece to this little camcorder essentially and I went out and I took a hairbrush out to use the microphone <laughs> <laughs> which Don't she's worry, using today yeah, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. I know yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I rang up it was Rapido Rapido TV remember that yeah. Yeah. all those years ago and they were based in Notting Hill and I rang the office like twice a day mm-hmm going, have I got this presenting job? I was desperate for it. I'd ring them from the landline, which was also connected to the pub downstairs that I lived above, that my mum was landlady of, the Pineapple Inn in Bolton. So when I'd be on the phone to Fancy London, somebody would pick up the payphone downstairs and it was the same phone line. (laughs) I'm trying to order a taxi. There'd be like someone on there, and I'm like, have I got the gig? Uh, So, yeah, and then I got it and, yeah, ended up, yeah, did telly for a few years and then... The radio one. Radio days. And did you always like talking and and telling stories and I think so, yeah. My mum's pretty funny. You've met little Jackie and all of this. But I was really shy at school. I was Mm. classic sort of bullied at school, show off in career kind of (laughs) trajectory. Yeah, it's worked. Yeah, (laughs) and then Radio One, how was your time at Radio One? I remember asking you years ago, I think when I was starting breakfast, maybe, and you were like, can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I and like, let me check Heat magazine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I was. Apparently, I was. I was. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, because I was saying to Angela at the start yeah. of this that when you were doing breakfast was when I was also trying to like avoid university yes. or avoid getting a, a job. And my dad really wanted me to be, you know, an accountant or be a lawyer or something. And I was like, I can't. Um, but do you remember how big that job was? Yeah, well, remember yes the pressure. No, well, of it? because you're because I was so young. I mean, Don't I was like care, 28. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. that feels so young now. It's 20 years ago. That's what's so sweet now about Radio 2 mm. is that I've really worked for my tea time show and for yeah. a daily show on Radio 2. And I love every minute and I get it because in between the two jobs, you know, my career's undulated somewhat. It's lovely to have a gig that you really appreciate and you really wanted. Yeah. And how is life at Radio 2? It's amazing. You sound really, really, really at home and great I mean, there. I really, really love it. And I, I get into work every day and I'm already in a good mood because I love it so much but when I leave I'm in a mm-hmm. better mood because I've been interacting with the listeners and yeah. I just absolutely love it it was the absolute dream to get a daily show on radio mm-hmm. too so I'm really really happy sounds like you love it honestly that it really does I was listening the other day and it was on a Friday when you just do um, like do all requests, requests. yeah and people <laughs> just phone in and like on paper that could be kind of a boring show like people just requesting yeah. songs like hi I'm John Oh, here's your song. You make it so funny and so entertaining (laughs) and so warm and like properly hilarious, like someone just calling in to pick a song. And I was really laughing at you (laughs) speaking to... And it's rare that I laugh out loud to the radio on my own. 
and you spoke to a guy who called up and he said, I want to pick this song for my girlfriend and our two kids and we're getting married next year or something. And you were like, two children at a wedlock. This, <laughs> this is the BBC. I just put the song on and I was like, that is okay. funny. <laughs> it's, I mean, I love all requests, but yeah. like I wake up like a competition winner on a Friday. Like, I get to do it. Like, yeah, I can't yeah, believe I get yeah. to do it again. And it just sounds like you because, love it and yeah, it's really I, brilliant. I do love it. It's well, really good. I mean, I used to listen to Simon Mayo mm-hmm. do it and I used to be having a gin and tonic at home and it was mm. a real feeling of like the weekend. I yeah. mean, I know every show on a Friday sure. on all the radio. <laughs> we're, no, yeah. we're starting yeah. the weekend. We're yeah, starting yeah. the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but it used to really feel like all requests starts the weekend so yeah it's amazing to be able to do it right we have come to the end of the show question Sarah Cox here is your Uh, question you can win a Waitrose goodie bag from Waitrose and it's really good can I really? yeah it's a good one it's there for the goodie bag we'd love to hear about your most memorable moment as a broadcaster but we also want to hear about a moment that you'd rather forget it's a game of best and worst so go Ooh. Do you want to do your best and worst radio story? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Most memorable moment. Yeah. It's a bit of a name dropping, but yeah, I don't but care. Come on. Also, it's got me massive props with my nieces and with my kids, which is so rare because they're <laughs> teenagers now. But I flew to New York and interviewed Eminem and hung oh, out wow. with him. And we went out for an Italian afterwards with all his friends. Amazing. And he was a real gentleman. Oh. It was very much of its time. This wouldn't happen now, but like the record company paid for my best mate to come with me. <laughs> so my best friend from Whitefield came and Fantastic. we went and hung out with Eminem. It was yeah. amazing. Oh, wow. Um, that is amazing. And the worst would have to be the classic Sasha Baron Cohen in character as Ali G. Oh. oh. Stitching me up and doing an interview that was scripted because he was in character as Ali G. So I just read out my part of the script and he read out his and... It worked because he was promoting Ali G, the movie. He got a lot of press, but it was all bad press for me because he spelt out the word mother, M-O-T-H-E-R, and then said, (gasps) On the radio. Live on the (gasps) show. Oh, my God. And the world stopped spinning for a second. (laughs) And I looked at my team like, no. And since then, I think there's been, like, training put in. You know, they probably call it the Sarah Cox Law or something. <laughs> where you. Yeah. And when somebody came up and said something about Matt Hancock on All Request Friday a few oh, yeah. months ago... I was listening to that live? Yes. Yeah. The world stopped for a second, but I went, OK, and I actually said out loud what I was doing. Okay, well, I'm now cutting you off now and I'm doing this now and we're not going to chat to you and I'd like to apologise to anybody if you've got children listening and this, like, training yeah, kicked, yeah. In. kicked in. But back in the day, I just went, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and nobody knew. And my producer went, oh! <laughs> and it was awful. And then afterwards, I went out and there's loads of pats waiting oh, no. to take my picture. And I went out and I had on a T-shirt that oh, no. said, Dirty, Dirty House Music. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. And they took these pictures and they cropped it, so it just said, dirty, dirty. No! <laughs> like, naughty, Horrors. dirty girl. Uh, and so, yeah, there was real life. Oh, God. And, you know, it wasn't my fault, but he yeah. got so much publicity because it was all like allergies. And he knew exactly oh. what, yeah. he knew exactly what he, he was doing. Yeah, especially because yeah. it's kind of funny, you know, he spelled yeah. out, he didn't want to say mother, mother, yeah. on the radio, so he spelled out mother and then yeah. said the bad word. You gave us your best, you gave us your worst. Sarah Cox, you win the goodie bag. Yeah! <laughs> It's a load of Ali Jima. Yay! Yay!
And Sarah, thank you so much for coming around to see us. Yeah, you've been brilliant. It's been really brilliant. Thank you so much. It was really delicious and really lovely. Thanks, I've loved it. Thank you, Sarah. Sarah Cox, thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Details of all the delicious meals I've cooked on Dish can be found at waitrose.com slash dish recipes. All the links are in our show notes. We love reading your reviews, don't we, Ange? Ange? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please keep them coming and, you know, the bigger the better. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you are listening today. Don't be a stranger. You can email us now. Angela is on hand, as am I, if you want, to answer any questions. Dish at waitrose.co.uk. Dish is an SE Creative Studio production. Waitrose. Food to feel good about.